Welcome to Straight Talk Wealth, heard every Sunday night at 5 p.m. With your experts in all aspects of wealth accumulation, preservation, and income planning guaranteed to last a lifetime. And now your host of Straight Talk Wealth, Bruce Whitey on AM870, The Answer. Hey, welcome to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I'm your host, Bruce Whitey. We have a very, very important topic today that we're talking about. But before we get into what the topic is, I want to remind you, we can't nearly cover enough information on broadcast radio. You want to check out our website, www.straighttalkwealth.com. www.straighttalkwealth.com. Tons of all the uh, back shows, articles we've done, uh, videos, a lot of great stuff there because we can't get to it all on the air. Um, you want to write this phone number down because we have a really, really special free bunch of stuff we're giving away today on the show. The number is 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. With me in the studio today is my partner at Tax-Free Benefit Specialists and Insurance Services in the Glendale area, Miss Sandy Furman. Hello, Bruce. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. Hey, Bruce, what are we talking about today? If you show up for rehearsal, maybe you don't. I know. <laughs> hey, listen, we're talking about a really important subject. Real estate seems to be coming back. I mean, the housing market's heating up. Uh, prices are rising. Uh, volume's rising. We're going to be talking today about real estate investment. Is it time to get back in? Now, we're going to cover who can make money in real estate today and who can't. Because there's some that can, some that can't. We're going to talk about... The new real estate game, is it going to be different than the last one we had at the beginning of the decade? Um, we are also going to talk about end games and exit strategies in real estate. Now, this is about the essentials of real estate because basically it's easy to leverage into. That's the beauty of it. People, you go buy a $500,000 asset for $100,000. That's great. But what very few people stop and think about is how you get out of real estate without all your principal locked in and illiquid. We're going to talk about those kinds of exit strategies. I have two great guests today. Rodney Johnson is the president of Harry Dent Enterprises. So while Harry travels around the world, Rodney's the one running the shop. He weaves a great story very differently than Harry. So I wanted to use his interview this week. Uh, we got some great insights from him. We are also interviewing Grant Cardone. He is a New York Times bestselling author, star and executive producer of the National Geographic reality TV show Turnaround King. He is a self-made millionaire that literally created himself from nothing. And a big part of that was his real estate investment. He's going to talk to us today about what made him successful. So let's get right into it. Now, if you do not know Harry Dent, you don't listen to our show very much. Harry Dent is a fantastic prognosticator. He wrote a book in 1990 saying the great boom ahead when everybody thought it was really bleak and would never come back. And he said the 90s are going to be awesome. And he wrote a most recent book called The Great Crash Ahead. In this first clip, I let Rodney explain what he does at HS Dent. And I asked him, is real estate coming back? Rodney, thanks for being with us today. Uh, first, let me just uh, clarify, what is your role at, at HS Dent and uh, the relationship of how you work with Harry Dent there? Uh, well, I'm actually the president of HS Dent, uh, which is an independent economic research firm, and uh, Harry Dent is the founder, and uh, he and I both direct the research that we do here with our analysts, and we both do the writings and the public speaking and other things. Um, I met Harry. He was already engaged in his business uh, in the late 1980s. I met him in the mid-1990s and started working with him on some projects, and it just kind of grew out of that. And it was basically he couldn't be in all places at all times uh, as people called upon him for uh, more research and more speaking and things. So I kind of grew into the role to do that as well and uh, ended up taking over the running of the business as well. Great. All right. Well, I know that we've been in touch and, and use your data a lot, and I want to just go over this kind of confusing current real estate picture. 
you know, we've had the sense that maybe there's going to be another drop. I know that Harry's talked a lot about uh, things that are parked off the market that, that wouldn't jump into real estate right now. But I want to throw some facts at you here, which is the Commerce Department uh, is reporting that single-family housing starts have hit their highest level in 28 months during August. Single-family starts were up 5.5% from July and 26.8% for a year, from a year ago. Uh, starts have been up from one year ago in 11 straight months and by double digits in each of the last nine months. Existing home sales hit their highest level in 27 months in August. Uh, And they're also saying that housing inventory is low, that it was 18.2% below last year's level. And and to the extent that falling inventory has actually, it's curbing sales in some of the markets, particularly in the West, where they they could sell more if they had more. And home sales in the West uh, have been pretty strong anyway. So there you go. I mean, there, there's a lot of surge going on here. There's a lot of change we're seeing in the housing market. Now, we have Mr. Bernanke coming in and say he's going to go even more at this housing market. So Harry has been saying that there is some more to shake out here. Um, I just want to give you an opportunity. Would you like to rethink that position at all? <laughs> no, and we, we love these types of statistics because when you say, you know, something has surged 28%, well, we'll call it 50%. And let's give an example. You know, uh, you've got five dollars. You put five dollars into some investment. You lose four dollars. Well, you lost eighty percent. But if you gain a dollar back, well, you had a dollar. Now you gained another. That's a hundred percent up from where you were. It's a fabulous percentage, but you're still down pretty far from where you started. And so, when you're looking at percentages like these, it gets kind of tough. You got to look at the absolute number. Housing starts back in 2005, 2006. We're running over two million a year. Two million. And now they're down around seven hundred and fifty thousand. So to say that we go from 700,000 to 750,000, you know, that's an incremental move. It's a decent move. It's not terrible. It's the right direction. But it's not as if you're roaring back to where we were. And look at what you're trying to accomplish in housing. You're trying to get people to buy homes at the same rate we had during a debt-fueled boom so that you can put back to work all the people who were building homes and flooring the homes and plumbing the homes and running electricity. And it's not going to happen. The fact that we have some incremental increase here, it's good. I don't think it's going to last very long, but it's good. But it doesn't mean that we're in some roaring market here. When it comes to the lack of inventory, of course there's a lack of inventory because what we have is this tremendous amount of supply of people who want to deal with their homes short sales, foreclosures written off, whatever it is, and they can't get through the legal process. I mean, getting through a short sale, we live in Florida, and there are many people in Florida who would love to get this done. It's not a multi-month process. It's over a year long to get the banks to agree because the holdup is not the first mortgage where the lender might say, okay, I'll take a little bit off. It's the second lien holder. Those HELOCs, those pesky little things, are attached to these homes, and the guy owning the secondary loan is saying, why would I agree to take a loss? This is crazy. And so we have not cleaned up the mortgage mess that is attached to all these homes, which numbers about 3.5 million that are sitting in this weird deep freeze not going anywhere. We know that that dam will break. We know that these homes will come to market. We know a lot of them are deteriorating assets that are sitting with nobody in them and will have to be written off. It just hasn't happened yet. Uh, that's, a, that's an interesting other side of it. Have we learned anything yet? Well, but here's what we know. And this is what you're going to hear over and over again today from all the experts. You need to understand that real estate investing has two sort of ways you make money. One is the appreciation of the property, getting in low, watching the market appreciate and selling high. That's very tricky today. I understand in the good old days, the market was climbing 30, 40, 50% a year, and it was a cash money machine. That is back down to about 2% a year if you're lucky. So the other way you do it is you have cash flow. You put renters in there. You make really sure that you're paying less overall for your expenses than what the 
gross of the rents are, and hopefully at the end of the day, you wind up with a little net cash flow in your pocket. That is currently about the only real game in it, unless you understand you're jumping into a full-time job. Now, flippers and all that, you see these guys on HGTV? Yeah. That's a full-time job. They're not doing that as a hobby. Now, back seven years ago, you could get no money down and make lots of real estate money as a hobby, uh-huh. not a hobby anymore. You've got to watch your budget. You've got to watch... You know, you got to watch the income. And so the question arises, we have all these baby boomers that are getting that they haven't made money in their retirement and they're way behind on the retirement planning. And some of them are thinking of throwing all their dollars into real estate. Right. That is a long term game right now. The short term game has not come back. You're going to hear that over and over again. So it's really important to understand your time horizon. And when you go into real estate today, you've got to work out exactly what, you know, what your cash flow is going to be five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, because that's the length of the game you're in it for. You're making a commitment. So, Bruce, is there any kind of tool out there where people can use it to analyze real estate investments? Funny you should ask that, Sandy. We have just <laughs> developed at Straight Talk Wealth Radio, and this is part of our offer today. If you call 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578, and you order a free retirement roadmap study, I'll tell you in a minute what the retirement roadmap is. It's very important that that this tool I'm going to give you is used in conjunction with the retirement roadmap. It's a real estate investment analyzer. Now, this is a personalized spreadsheet that we have developed, a spreadsheet application that can help you, that you can use this over and over again to analyze any potential real estate investment for expected cash flow through all the years. I mean, it's got inflation. You dial in what's the inflation rate, the rent inflation rate. You can dial in all the elements that are variable in it and see exactly what your cash flow is going to be like, what's the equity growth going to be like, and what nobody thinks about, which is the exit and the liquidation strategy you'll have to do. Now, we're going to talk more about those exit strategies later, but the bottom line is I have people come in my office, Sandy. You've met them before. They've got a million dollars in real estate equity, and they're getting maybe $50,000 a year in rent, yes. and it's not enough. It's like they can't live on that, and they don't understand why they, they don't have enough money to live on, but they're millionaires on paper. That's right. That has everything to do with the exit strategy on real estate, and this spreadsheet also helps you, before you buy the property, strategize how you'll get out of it, even in 30 years, and how you'll actually squeeze the most return from it so uh this is going to compare um that also by the way in terms of the ultimate outcome to other cash flow generating strategies that might be simpler to apply if not maybe more remunerative so this is what we do with the retirement roadmap but tell them really quickly sandy when they call in what kind of a call should they expect back from you when we call them back for a retirement roadmap? Well, we need about 15 or 20 minutes, and we have six basic questions to get a financial snapshot for them. And then we go to work and prepare an overview of their financial situation and present it to them. Right. Now, what we're doing that for is that then tells you, first of all, before you go running off and buying this property and that property, this is an incredible analyzer. I'll tell you in the next segment a little bit more about the details of what's in it and how it's put together. But it's going to help you figure out what's the cash, you know, what if you get a mortgage at a certain rate, if you get the rents at a certain rate, if your taxes and insurance at a certain rate. And if, maintenance. Don't forget maintenance. All of that is figured into it. And you can punch this in and literally say, okay, so 10 years from now, I'm going to make 16000 
$100,000 a year coming at me out of this property. And 30 years from now, the property is going to be worth X, Y, Z. And here's how I'm going to maximize it for my retirement. All of that is on the spreadsheet. But there's no reason to do that. None at all. Unless you understand who are you? What age are you at? Are you on track for retirement? Should you spend all your saved money right now on this real estate project? Should you do part of it? That's what a retirement roadmap does. It takes the big picture of the strategy for your retirement and puts it in place. And listen, if, if you do that first and then you use this tool, it makes sense. And frankly, when we hand these tools out and people haven't done a retirement roadmap, they don't use the tools. That's right. So the number for that is 888-882-5578. 888 You're going to tell the operator two times for Sandy to call you back during the week. She'll call you back, ask you six basic questions. We will prepare a retirement roadmap study for you that helps you understand how on track or off track you are at retirement. What? How do you get back on track? And then when we have that consultation with you for no charge, no obligation, we will give you this tool, which is the Real Estate Investment Analyzer. It analyzes future cash flow and analyzes future appreciation. But you've got to call at the, by the end of the hour, 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. All right, I want to get back to Ronnie Johnson's interview. You heard me say here that appreciation is not part of the current game in real estate. So I asked economist Ronnie Johnson about the current economy, how it's going to affect housing in the near future, and a little bit about the Fed's commitment to buy mortgage-backed securities in mass, which should be propping up the housing market. Besides the fact that we're coming out from the bottom, uh, you kind of touched on this. Let me just explore a little bit further. Is there anything else that we don't know that could retard the current, at least, comeback or reversal of trend, is there anything else in the data that we haven't been told or we don't know that could reverse the current, uh, could retard the current trend? Oh, there's a lot of things. Uh, the first one being um, that we have had a number of home sales go on as the market kind of perked up a little bit, or you know, people just kind of have to go on with their lives. But what you're seeing in the broader marketplace, the broader economy, is another slowdown. We have U.S. manufacturing numbers that are pointing to contraction. We have um, Internet sales numbers being commerce over the Internet through uh, DGI, Daily Growth Index, pointing to contraction. We have the Eurozone already in recession. We have China pointing to manufacturing contraction. This is turning into a global slowdown, and you're also seeing corporate profits here for the third quarter appearing to be lower, meaning a true decline in corporate profits quarter on quarter. If we see the U.S. economy drop back into recession, this is going to very much slow down and even push down home sales once again, which is what we've been talking about for some time. Let me ask you this. How do you think that the uh, Fed's newest commitment to buy mortgage-backed securities at, what is it, $40 billion a month or something? Yeah. <laughs> is that going to have any effect on the housing market? How's that going to wash? Uh, no, it's not. And the problem is uh, what's called transmission. You know, it's like the transmission in your car. The Fed controls the fuel. They control, you know, this, this amount of money that could be used by the rest of the car, the engine, and the driver to get down the road. But the driver of the car has to choose to do such a thing, and he has to use up his fuel. And that's what's going on here. The Federal Reserve is buying these uh, agency mortgage-backed securities without worrying too much about it. They're buying a bunch of bonds that are in the housing market, trying to push down the loan rate for mortgages. Well, for that to cause a big push in home buying, it would mean a bunch of people are out there right now going, well, I was going to buy a home, but at 3.7% 30-year fixed, interest rates were just too darn high. And that's just an idiotic statement. Mm -hmm. The fact that the Fed is pushing on the market to get their interest rate from 3.7 now to 3.5, what is that going to fuel in terms of the housing market? And our answer is very little, if anything. 
So, Bruce, let's explain why do people need to have a retirement roadmap consultation to be able to utilize the real estate investment analyzer? Well, first, let me be blunt. What we've found is we've given away lots of tools on the show before. And unless we're dialoguing with people and actually putting these tools into perspective, they don't use them. Right. So it's a nice free giveaway, but people don't use it. But you know from experience, when we've done these giveaways and we've actually engaged people in a conversation uh, about the broader picture, they start to use these tools. They're very useful. Yeah. Now, the real estate investment analyzer is only good to analyze real estate against real estate. It doesn't necessarily analyze real estate against other possible cash flow scenarios. So I'm going to try to run through a scenario really quick just so you can understand the contrast. you got $100,000. You want to buy a $500,000 property. It's 20% down. Okay, now I'm going to say real estate's appreciating at 2% because historically today, that is what it's been doing for the last 10 years is 2%. I'm going to inflate the rents more quickly. I'm going to rate inflate them at 2.5%. So the rent is inflating faster than the real estate. I'm going to take a 4% 30-year loan against that. Bottom line is by doing that in 10 years from now, you can expect a grand total, and, and you can have this calculator. You can punch in different uh, appropriations or numbers on whatever you think is going to work. But this one says that your grand total of cash flow in 10 years is $5,696 out of this. Right. After you've done your expenses, your taxes, your insurance. In 10 years, uh, it's 5600 In 20 years, it's 16200 Now, what if I told you I could take the original $100,000 in a Straight Talk Wealth Ultimate Income Plan, which you can get by calling 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. And instead of maybe you'll get $16,000 a year in 20 years uh, by amortizing all of this, I can guarantee between twenty four dollars and $26,000 a year in the current plans that we have. Right. That's a lot more money. It is. So while you're analyzing real estate, we want you to also analyze it against other other ways of getting income at retirement based on the same amount of money and a lot less work because it's all set in motion. The number for that is 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578 for a free retirement roadmap. We'll look at these other possibilities besides the real estate, and then we're going to give the real estate analyzer to go ahead and analyze the real estate deals that you see out there, and then we can contrast them to what we can guarantee. Great. Okay, so back to this situation of appreciation versus income. What you're going to hear over and over again is the guys that are making it in real estate now, it is a full-time job. I'm going to let Rodney Johnson tell you a little bit more about why and what you should be prepared for. And is this right for a retiring baby boomer at the moment? Now, let's talk about this, Rodney. So undoubtedly, there are people that are making money again in real estate. Now, we all know that there are people that are buying homes, that are getting them fixed up. Uh, you know, I, my, my wife, if I'm going to spend time with the wife, I'm going to have to be watching HGTV. And I know that there are people that are still going out, not necessarily counting on uh, the market to inflate, but are able to still get a home at a good deal and, and, and fix it up and flip it and, and make some money. So let's talk about not so much where the money's to be made. Well, that's certainly a matter of further research, but how is the money, if there is any money to be made in real estate, which we know there is by somebody, how is it to be made in the coming years as opposed to maybe how it was being made uh, in the earlier boom? Those days are over, and for a number of reasons. When you go back to the boom, it was driven by kind of a, a generational demand for trade-up homes from boomers who then were saying, hey, you know, I just need a bigger house. I got these kids, and there were so many boomers, so much demand going through that bottleneck of available housing that it started running up the prices of homes. 
At the same time, the Federal Reserve is lowering interest rates to try and get the economy restarted in the 2000-2002 uh, downturn, and so it became cheaper to finance. Well, then you have banks out there looking at this situation saying, well, the asset keeps going up in value, and it's cheap to lend to people. We'll lend even more on lesser credit standards. They loosened the standards on which they would lend to people. And so this became kind of the, the, the perfect storm or crossroads for real estate to have just an incredible boom. But it meant, like you said, someone could keep their day job. They could buy a second home, a condo, maybe both, never rent it out, and just count on price appreciation in a very short period of time to pay them off. And what did the buyer have to put down? In a lot of cases, absolutely nothing. So they had no skin in the game. They controlled an asset worth arguably hundreds of thousands of dollars. They sell it four months, two years later, and make fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. That was a, a, a weird space in time that shouldn't have existed because it didn't account for risk. Well, we all know what's going on today. We're accounting for risk. So the days of a, of a no money down loan are gone. The days of being able to qualify a loan for a loan without any documentation, gone. The ability to buy several properties on you know just a, a moderate income, gone. And so that's not going to happen anymore, and you're not going to get the price appreciation of that home in a short period of time to pay you back for the investment. Today, to make money, you do it the old-fashioned way. You work. I mean, you, know, you talk about HGTV and watching what they're doing. Those people work. They're not going and buying a home and then relisting it three days later hoping to have made $20,000. They're doing some renovation. They're typically renting it out. They're doing things to improve the property or to work on the um, piece of time, be it the months and years of rental, to get them back the return on their investment. And that's where the opportunity is right now. Good. I thought they were just stressed out as part of a storyline. <laughs> they really are stressed well, they out. They have to do it in a day or a week. It's very odd. Yeah, interesting. So, Bruce, can you just walk us through this again, how this real estate investment analyzer works? Yeah. So what we have is we have a lot of formulas put into this. And basically what the analyzer is figuring out is what your cash flow is going to be over the certain term. And then what happens if you have to go into the actual equity at a later date in order to boost retirement? Now, let me give you an example. Let's you you put the input. How much money have you got? A hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to figure whatever you've got to put in is about twenty percent down payment. So it instantly five x's that into the actual value of the property. Now you can punch in what do you think the appreciation value is going to be over the years. And if you're uncertain about that, there is an actual link in the website. In, in the calculator, that'll tell you uh, a history of appreciation for the last 10 years in the United States. Oh, that's nice. Shorter and longer terms. You can put how much you want to inflate the rental income. You can put the mortgage terms into it. For In this model, we're just doing a 30-year, but you can put the interest rate in. You can then put how much property tax do you think relative to the property you're going to have. And we've got a California model here, so once you enter in the property tax, it never changes. That's right. Thank God for whatever. What Prop 13. Prop 13. Um, insurance rate to the current value. You can put how much insurance you think. You can put all the expenses in. Then you can dial in what you think you're going to get for rent. So in this case, for example, with a 2% property appreciation, 25 rental inflation, $100,000 down, 4% loan, I'm getting, th that's a $500,000 home, I'm going to get $3,000 a month rent. And I've already dialed in taxes, insurance, and all of that. 
This is going to tell me that on that pay down schedule in 10 years, I'm going to get a net annual income of fifty six ninety six out of that property. And in 20 years, I'm going to get 16200 Now, what if that's not enough? What if I can't live on sixteen two? Well, it also shows me that my equity at that point in the property has grown to $609,000. Uh-huh. Now, you got to think to yourself, if, if I'm not, I don't have enough cash flow, but I'm sitting on all that money, maybe I can liquidate some of the principal. That's phase two, and that is a very difficult thing to do because if you liquidate principal with a mortgage, you wind up with more mortgage payments every time the renters pay their rent, and you don't get to keep as much. Mm. But also, if you sell the property and you've been depreciating, you got a capital gains tax problem. That's also figured into the spreadsheet. You can put the capital gains rate. You can put the state tax rate. You can put the sales commission on the property. In this case, we wind up 20 years down the road with $609,000 of equity, but after taxes and commissions, you wind up with three eighty nine in your pocket. Ugh. And now you've got to try to make the same or better cash flow with less lump working for you. All of that is part of the analyzer. And lastly, let me just tell you this. If you're a baby boomer, we can do way more cash flow than that with our guaranteed plans at Straight Talk Wealth Radio. You'll find out about them when you get your retirement roadmap. 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. When we come back, we're going to talk to a real estate multimillionaire and find out how he did it. 888-882-5578. Content of Straight Talk Wealth Radio is for educational purposes only. Any discussion on financial products and their features is subject to change without notice. Consult your own tax, legal, or financial advisor as to your specific situation. Tax-free benefit specialists and insurance services. California license 0E48147. You're listening to Straight Talk Wealth. Heard every Sunday at 5 p.m. with your experts in all aspects of wealth accumulation, preservation, and income planning guaranteed to last a lifetime. And now, more Straight Talk Wealth with your host, Bruce Whitey, on AM870, The Answer. Hey, welcome to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. We are talking today about real estate. Is it time to get back in and get mega rich? And we're going to talk to a guy in a minute who did get mega rich. Um, And you're going to find out what he did between building his own business and working real estate and how he balanced all that to become very, very wealthy. But I'm Bruce Whitey. I'm your host every week for Straight Talk Wealth Radio. And we're not normally a get-rich-quick show, but we are about, you know, surviving the next decade of just, it's going to be as crazy, if not crazier, than the last decade. And with me in the studio is Sandy Furman. Hello, Bruce. My chief operating officer for tax-free benefit specialists in the Glendale area. Yep. Okay, so what we've been talking about so far is basically the real estate market. Is it coming back? Yes, it is showing signs of strength. Now, in the last quarter, last half, you heard from economist Ronnie Johnson, who is the president of Harry Dent's company, HS Dent Enterprises and Publishing. So very authoritative about the stats on housing, what's happening. And the, basically, the picture you heard is that this idea of fast money, like the old days, is not the current scene. There's money to be made in real estate, but it takes work. And it's the old-fashioned way. So what is the old-fashioned way? The old-fashioned way is you put some money down, you take a big mortgage on the rest of it. Now, that's cool. It's actually cool because you could buy a $500,000 asset for $100,000. If that asset goes up 5% in a year, it's 5% on $500,000. You only got to put 100 in. That's a lot of equity growth 
for 100,000. We don't think we're going to see 5%. We're figuring maybe 2%. So over time, what happens is it's, it's a rough ride in the early years. But if you stick with it, that mortgage starts to get paid down. So you've got equity that way. You get equity from the growth of the market. And hopefully what you really wind up with is cash flow. You wind up with rents going up. The mortgage payment stays the same. So the rents go up and eventually you wind up with a profit on the rents. And hopefully you retire one day in cash flow. That's the scenario. But what you also heard about in the first half is the fact that a lot of people get in a situation like we had these folks that came into our office. You remember, Sandy? They had a million dollars of real estate. That's they're, right. they're millionaires. They're hardworking, blue-collar people all their life. Yes. But the rents were not enough to support them. Right. So they were stuck in the exit strategy conundrum. And we have a tool that's going to help you understand the entire lifespan of real estate and how it works and if a particular investment is going to work for you. But the bottom line about that is you have to at some point liquidate or get enough liquidity out of the property to live in retirement. So these guys, they wind up getting, that came into the office, they have $50,000 a year coming in. It's not enough to live on. And they don't understand why in their 70s, they appear to be millionaires on paper, but the income they have coming is not enough to live on. Mm -hmm. That's the problem with real estate at the end run. Now, we have a really special offer we're doing today. It's called a real estate investment analyzer that we've put together at Straight Talk Wealth Radio just for you. If you will call in to 888-882-5578, that's the number today, 888-8-TALK-STRAIGHT. Now, the show is not a real estate show. So why do we have you do this? Because before we give you the calculator, we're actually going to do what's called a retirement roadmap ultimate income plan for you. We're going to help you adjudicate any retire any real estate investment you want or not, just what your portfolio is currently versus what we can guarantee you in retirement. Sandy, tell me really quickly, what happens when they make that call? Well, I've got six basic questions that that I'm going to ask them. You call them back later in the week. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they give me some time so I can call them back. And I have six basic questions and I ask them to get a snapshot of where they stand financially right now. And then we meet and go over this in a consultation. Right. So what we're really doing is saying, look, if this is the gap, go ahead and use the analyzer for real estate, but let's compare it to what we might do. Now, in the first half of the show, we went over an example where after 20 years with $100,000 down on a $500,000 home in certain terms, uh, and you can dial all the terms into the analyzer, you can control this thing. We could see that in 20 years, we were getting about $16,000 a year positive cash flow from the real estate out of that property. Right. And what I want to tell you is that what you need to know and why we have you do retirement roadmap is many of our plans could actually guarantee twenty four to twenty six thousand dollars a year over the same stretch of time with the same amount of money and a lot less headache. And you gotta think about the work that goes into being a landlord. Both of these authorities today are gonna tell you it's work to make money in real estate. It is not a free ride anymore. Crazy. We're gonna help you go over the whole picture, what other choices you have, compare the real estate, we'll give you the tools, but you gotta call triple eight 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 two five five seven eight triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. And listen, if you already have money stuck in an investment and you're trying to figure out how do I get some of this out? I'm older today and I want to liquidate some of it. I don't want to pay capital gains tax. We have a very special proprietary legal tool to do that. We'll tell you more about it when you call 888 We'll tell you how to cash out of a property and not pay the capital gains until 
when it's appropriate and not have to go back into real estate either. It's not at 1035. All right, now you're about to hear an interview with Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone is a New York Times bestselling author. He is the, actually the star and executive producer of the National Geographic reality TV show Turnaround King, where he turns around failing businesses. Uh, he is regularly seen on Fox Business, NBC, Business Insider. He was named top sales expert and a top 10 business coach to follow on Twitter. Uh, he's all over the place. He's a self-made millionaire. He's going to tell you in a minute how he made his money. He's the author of books, Sell to Survive, The Closer Survival Guide, If You're Not First, You're Last, The 10X Rule, and Sell to Be Sold. That's five different books he has out in the market. And um, you can learn a lot more about Grant by going to our website at straighttalkwealth.com, straighttalkwealth.com. But let's get into this interview. So, Grant, tell me a little bit about... um, uh, you weren't born wealthy per se. How did you, you know, tell me just a little bit about your life and how you got to, to build your wealth and, and your success. Well, my dad uh, died when I was 10 years old and he was a, my mom and my dad would both, both came and created a middle class like so many people did 50, 60, 75 years ago. And it was saving, you know, their, their whole thinking was conserve capital, save your money, work hard, that, that, that whole generation of people that just kind of grinded it out. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of ideas of investing, really, for the long term. It was just save, conserve, protect, and work. So my dad died when I was 10. Um, I grew up lower middle class. My mother uh, was left to raise three boys on a limited amount of money, and she never had a job. She didn't work in the marketplace. She was a wife and a mother. And so she's left with, uh, you know, three boys. Doesn't know how to balance, she doesn't know how to balance a checkbook. She doesn't know anything about investing. She doesn't have a job, and she's just got to try to, clip coupons to save and get by and get three boys through school, clothed, fed, etc. So we grew up in this middle class, if you will, fear, you know. But let me ask you this. Was it investing money that made you wealthy? What 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 is the at the core of your success? Is it knowing how to what to throw money at? Well no, no, no. What what you know, look, I started every business I have I started with no money, no government loans, and no help from anyone. So what's made what's worked for me is just work. That ethic, that work ethic that my parents gave me, like it wasn't investing. I didn't invest any money for, let's see, I started my first business 29. I didn't invest any money probably till I was 38, 39 years old. Mm-hmm. It was all work, produce, create income, and keep doing that until I knew that business was stable enough that I could go start a second business. Look, nobody gets financially independent with one flow of traffic, one flow of income. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I did was just make, get my main business working and working and working, and then I, at about 38 years old, I started investing in multifamily apartment buildings. Um, mm-hmm. And then got that work, and then did that, repeated that action over and over, but never dropped my first flow. Yeah, I see a lot of people drop their first major income source to go chase down a second one, and then they end up with half of one. So, what's our takeaway on this, Sandy? If you've ever read Robert Kiyosaki's book Cash Flow Quadrants, what Kiyosaki says is: first, you're an employee; then, secondly, you have a you're self-employed. Then you go to business owner, and finally, once you're a business owner and you actually own a business you can step away from and it's making money, now you become an investor. That's exactly what Grant did. That's exactly how Grant did it. Now, for those of you that are thinking you're going to go from being an employee to a real estate investor, you skipped a couple really important steps. And the real truth is good, honest-to-God money in real estate today is made by people who make it their business to be in real estate. So if you're not ready to have a second job or to work it as a full-out business, it's hard to be passive in real estate investing anymore. 
So in this next clip, I asked Grant what made him successful in his business so he could get to that stage. Well, let me ask you, what do you think is the difference between people that try to start a business and it, their dreams just don't happen, they hit the wall, versus the guys that make it? Well, you know so many successful people and you're in those circles. What's the difference between people that make it in business and people that don't? Well, it's not education. It's not money. It's not capitalization. It's, not, it's none of that. It's, hey, don't quit. <laughs> just don't quit. If you just, most people just quit right before the miracle takes place, and they underestimate how many barriers there are. They, people underestimate how much the, how big the challenge is. But if you just keep showing up and pushing through and taking the right level of actions, you, you'll get through it. This is a great economy right now. This new economy that we're in that's going to be sluggish and ugly and difficult. This is a great time for people to start a business. Tell me about that. Why is that? Because, you know, Warren Buffett said, we're definitely in a period of inflation. The president of the United States won't tell you that. None of the politicians will agree to it. But we're, we are in inflation now, not hyperinflation, mm -hmm. but you're gradually seeing the temperature raise on the devaluation of the dollar and the cost of goods at the store. Mm -hmm. Warren Buffett said the best hedge against inflation is not gold, silver, or the stock market or real estate. It is in you. Wow. Because if you make yourself great, see, see inflation is basically a hidden tax. If you make yourself great, the government can't tax that. Mm -hmm. Greatness cannot be devalued, regardless of what they do to the dollar. Wow. And, and, and Warren Buffett's saying, look, you know, over, over his period of time that he's been around, the dollar's been devalued 96 pennies out of a dollar. Uh, the same dollar mm -hmm. is worth about four cents today. He's like, if I worried about that, I wouldn't have created what I created. And anybody can do that, whether you're a baker or a nurse or an educator or you, you have a software idea. You've got to be great today to be paid anything. Is, is that all there is to it in terms of, let me ask you, I mean, you, you have a whole uh, training and, uh, you know, great programs that really turn some champions out. Uh, do you just have to sit there and spend 10 minutes to tell a guy he needs to be great and the light goes on? What actually, this is the real change that has to take place that, that you help people with with the programs that you do that, that get them in one end and, and changed out the other end? Well, we're changing people's thinking and we're changing their actions. This isn't like walking on fire or having some... Uh, weekend of uh, breaking boards or uh, some catharsis, you know, where you, th this is about changing a person's thinking, mm -hmm. lining up their actions with the new thinking required and strategies required to make you great in the marketplace. So people actually pay you the value that you're worth. Wow. Most people are not being paid what they're worth. And it's not really their fault. You know, our education system doesn't teach us how to go be great and how to, to build value in the marketplace. So what we're doing is we're basically giving people strategies, particularly sales organizations. And mm -hmm. when I say sales organizations, look, everyone is a salesperson. Yeah. Tell me about, tell me about that. Well, for instance, I'm buying, a, I'm buying about 1,300 apartments in, in Florida right now. And I was, when I was buying them, I was out of state. I wasn't even in Florida. I wasn't a resident here. So I'm trying to buy this portfolio in Florida. There's, I don't know, 40 or 50 other companies going after this same portfolio. Mm -hmm. All, all mm -hmm. of them have money. Yeah. They all have money. They all have the potential to close. They all can get credit. How do I get it and they don't? How do I convince the seller to sell it to me and not to someone else? See, that's a sales job. That's not a buyer's job. Okay, well, how about the guy who is a software engineer consultant out of his house? I mean, I appreciate what you're saying, but let's talk about the average guy who's not out there cutting deals, but he's just he's just working at his business. He's got a PO box shop or yeah, you need to quit you need to quit just you need you need to start thinking about owning your own business. You need to think about running your own gig and you, you need to think about doing deals. And then how does this thing everybody's a salesman? How does that tie into, you know, maybe I'm not cutting 
Well, may, maybe I'm not thinking about it right when I say I'm not cutting deals. Uh, am I cutting Give me this example. Yeah. Let me give you this example. Guy, guy gets out of work. He, he's an engineer and he lost his job. Mm-hmm. Well, see, the first thing we got to do is like, dude, you're not out of work. And he's like, what do you mean? Yeah, I just lost my job. No, you're not. You got a new job. Yeah. And your new job is to get a job. <laughs> now, okay, and, he, and then he's going to do this. He's going to be like, yeah, but nobody's hiring engineers right now. Oh, no, no. You just need to find one guy that's going to hire engineers. And you need to find the one company that's going to hire the engineer and pay you the money you want and work in a company you want. That is a sales job. Yeah. That, that, your job now is to be a salesperson. What made this country great is salespeople. And everybody is selling something all the time. I write about it in my newest book, Sell or Be Sold. We're all salespeople. You have to either sell you to the marketplace and your value, or the marketplace will sell you that you're not worth that, or they won't hire you, or you can't get it, or this is not the time, et wow. cetera. Wow. That's a, that's a great viewpoint. Okay, so listen, folks, in case it hasn't gotten clear, I want to tell you something very heartfelt at this point. I want you to really understand why we're doing this show. The message here today is that real estate is not get rich quick and something particularly that baby boomers that are, have a wad of money and they're approaching the end run of retirement and they've been so beat up by no investment results in the last 10 years, we know they're out there and they're looking for somewhere to throw their money to somehow get a final boost at retirement. Real estate may not be the trick because it is a job. And I want to just have you listen to me closely here. Do you want to retire and enjoy the moment or do you want a whole new job when you retire that maybe you know very little about, maybe you can make a couple missteps, and the fact of the matter is that the money you've put into it, your life depends on never getting it wrong because that's what you'll be doing if you try to manage investments to generate income instead of getting guaranteed income. What we do at Straight Talk Wealth Radio is we build guaranteed pensions. We look at what your needs are, the resources you have, and we went over earlier that in so many cases, this cash flow this cash flow game out of the real estate market is not an easy game unless you're willing to have a whole new job that maybe you don't know a whole lot about. So when we do a retirement roadmap, which we'll do for free when you call 888-882-5578, 888 we're going to do a complete study. That is a printout of where you are versus where you need to be in order to accomplish your goals. We're going to put together a plan and a blueprint to close the gap based on guarantees. And you're going to have choices within that. You're going to know every alternative where we're done. We're going to talk about safe alternatives to banks and stock markets that can guarantee growth rates of 7 to 10% under certain terms. That growth rate alone, if your money just started doing that today instead of waiting for the real estate to finally give you a cash flow, can be very, very powerful at 7 to 10%. When you call 888-882-5578, 888 5578. That's 888 Talk Straight. Your advisor is going to go over that with you for no charge, no obligation. We're talking about guaranteed lifetime income for you and your spouse as long as you're both living. So you don't have to deal with these things like getting the equity back out and spend downs and stuff. And in most cases, you'll see we're giving you the calculator, frankly, because in most cases, we can beat it. This is about how you get to the ability to spend in retirement with confidence 
versus spending with regret or anxiety or have you really managed things properly to be able to do that? The number is 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. Now I'm going to let Mr. Wealthy Grant Cardone Real Estate Mogul tell you how much work it really is to be in real estate these days and what your first priorities should be. So let me ask you this angle on it, which is that sounds like uh, a job. And and, uh, and I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I'm just saying that let's take a guy who's got a career and he's got his 401k and he's doing whatever he's doing and or they're working hard at their, their job and they're thinking ticket to get rich quick. I'm going to go buy apartment buildings like Grant told me and all, and I'll just throw this money out there and on the side, I'm going to get rich. But it sounds to me like, and, and reason, the reason I even reached out to you is I saw a video that you did recently where you were talking about that balance between what you produce and what you think your money is going to produce and don't give up the first job for the second job. So tell me about that balance of investing versus producing in life and how the average working person in America should be thinking about balancing their life between my money's going to make me rich or I'm going to make me rich. Yeah, it's not going to be one or the other, though. It's going to be both. Mm-hmm. And, and so, see, our parents created wealth with time. They, they lived in the same house their whole life, 35 or 40 years. They died in it. They, they had made babies in it, and then they died in it. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember, they only paid $5,000 for the house, or maybe 12000 And And when they died, they, they sold it for 112000 and the kids split up the money, and everybody thought the parents got rich. The parents were never rich. Yeah. They, they clipped coupons for 40 years. So that's not rich. Rich is having, being able to go to the store and do whatever you want, not worry about it every day. Mm-hmm. So what I'm telling people is, look, you need multiple flows of income, and you need multiple jobs. It is no longer an eight-hour environment. And I know how difficult this is. I got two kids, I got a wife, I got a marriage, I got four businesses I'm running, you know, the interview I'm doing right now, it's about how do I how do I make it all work, right? And so everybody's got that challenge. Yeah. Keep your main job. Yeah. Keep your main job and be so good at your main job that people pay you more money. They're offering you more money because you're so good at it. Okay? And it's so obvious. And if the people that are that are paying you every month aren't paying you enough, then somebody else wants you because you're so good. And that's the top priority. That's the first order of business. Exactly. Then the second thing would be, okay, now I have some extra money because I'm producing extra income, more than my expenses, more than my debt, and I'm going to take that money, and I'm going to start pushing off into, into products that inflate. It should be this. this. This is a financial plan. Okay, number one, increase your income. Mm-hmm. That should be everybody's priority right now. Yeah. Now, if you can't think past that, you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. And I know this is a difficult thing. I'm telling people something the schools don't tell you. I'm telling you something right now Susie Arman doesn't tell you. Susie says, save money. Don't spend money. And I'm mm-hmm. saying, no, no. The first, if you study, take 50 rich people, well, real wealthy people. Mm-hmm. They did not create income saving money. They, they created income by creating income. Yeah. They created wealth by creating income. Second thing you want to do is get rid of debt. I don't want to pay Visa, MasterCard, or American Express. They're not my family members. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay those dumb ATM charges. I don't want to pay the bank. Anything to do with banks, credit cards, this is like the devil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Third thing you want to do is save money. Yeah. Good. Now, what I want to do is I want to take whatever income I have every month, and I want to save at least twenty to thirty cents of every dollar I make. I want to save for some future investment. Wow. And but you should be generating so much income that you've got the twenty or thirty percent over your costs, and that's that's why pushing that income lever is the first thing. That's right. Don't, don't try to say this is what everybody. The whole middle class is struggling today, even disappearing. Okay, and and I'm like, look, what are they all doing? They, they all have their attention on debt and savings. They're not getting ahead because they're not pushing the main thing. If you want to move a car down the yeah. road, you don't do it with a brake. Yeah. 
You do it with an accelerator. Increase your engine, get great, get exceptional so that people want to throw money at you. That's awesome. That is great advice. So look, baby boomers, ages 50 and over, here's what you need to understand, which is you need, you're coming up on a, a decision here about how to handle retirement money and strategy. And the bottom line is you're hearing over and over again, real estate is not get rich quick and it is a job. And I'm just asking you this, do you want to retire and enjoy the moment or do you want a whole new job that you know very little about that your life depends on never getting it wrong? Because that's what you'll be doing if you have to manage investments to generate income. So what we are contrasting this with is managed income versus guaranteed income. And when we guarantee income, we can guarantee growth rates of 7 to 10% under certain terms, create guaranteed lifetime income for you and your spouse, and you'll see when you get... We'll give you, when you meet with our advisor, we're going to give you the the real estate investment analyzer. It'll tell you exactly what your cash flow is going to be up the road, what it's going to look like. But what I'm telling you is that if you have a true pension, which is what we built, you can't get fired from that pension. You can't, oops, I blew it. I hit the banana peel. It's coming. And it is the best kind of job certainty. Our retirement roadmap you'll get by calling 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. It is a study, a printout that's going to show where you are now versus where you actually need to be to fulfill what you're trying to do in retirement. Now, you can try to do other sort of like managed things and things that might work out or not, but we can show you what you can be guaranteed to get to close that gap between your needs and and what you've actually got set up. There's choices in that. We'll show you your choices. Safe alternatives to banks, stock markets, and yes, even real estate that can guarantee growth rates of 7 to 10% under certain terms. Guarantee lifetime income for you and your spouse. Inflation-protected income. We didn't even talk about that. A big factor is nobody in their pension is getting cost-of-living adjustments anymore. We can create cost-of-living adjustments tied to the consumer price index in most of our ultimate income plans. This is about confidence that you will know if you've made it or not and certainty that you'll actually have income you can count on. Now, play the real estate market too. Use the analyzer to see how is what we can guarantee relative to how you might take a real estate investment. But the message you heard this week and and on this show is Real estate, the best of real estate. Grant told you 20 to 30 years down the road, you have a thing called cash flow. So I would suggest rather than an uncertain cash flow, play the game, if you will, where you've got good opportunities. Our analyzer will help you find the best opportunities. But at the same time, let us show you what we can guarantee for income. In many cases, it's going to beat the cash flow of real estate. 888 you make the decision, you contrast them, but get all the information on all sides. 888 free retirement roadmap and the real estate investment analyzer. 888 see you next week.